This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. This is the first time in a long time that Elgin's goofy ass has been quiet. Mm-hmm. Like Elgin usually don't stay too quiet for nothing. Like what's what happened, man? No, I'm good. Yeah. A bug in, a bug got under underneath your cap tonight. Or was yeah, it? man. Do you need do you need do you need album again? Mm, nah, man. <laughs> 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the incredible In the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who understand that police actually can show some self restraint. <laughs> I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. But as usual, you know, I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of the Jackson Five. Crush, say what's up, man. Good, everybody. No doubt. You're going to be Tito? Okay. Elgin, say what's up, man. Yeah, what's good, family? I don't know who the fuck y'all talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're checking this out on YouTube, please make sure to hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way. Make sure you subscribe as well so that you don't miss out on the next video. And please help us to subscribe and follow us across social media at In The Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and all that other stuff, man. Um, But before we jump into the show, because we had a great time yesterday night, Mm. before we jump into the show again tonight, uh, L, please tell these good folks how they can become part of the family if they want to become part of the family. Hey, man, it's important, man, for you folks who follow what we do, man, to support us in this fashion. Head on over to our website, man, www.intheblackpodcast.com. In the right-hand corner, click Become Family, which should be Become a Member of the Family tab. Uh, Click that, and then you'll be able to become a part of our family, man. We got all types of swag, shirts, T-shirts, bath towels bonnets whatever the hell you may need there's also a patreon aspect that you can just donate some dough to what we doing man uh and we really sincerely in all jokes man do appreciate you folks who do donate who do support what we're doing but in order for us to become one of the bigger platforms and go places it takes money to do that so stop being cheap and throw some change uh, thank you, Elgin, for for that. I know that uh, our 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 fans appreciate your honesty. <laughs> so tonight we are going to jump right into the conversation that has been stemming since yesterday. The same time, a continuation from yesterday, where we talked about the insurrection, the almost coup that almost happened in our nation's capital at the Capitol building yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, when we had our conversation, we discussed how there, at the current moment, we were in a fog of war, so to speak. The details would be coming out and we'd be able to understand what happened, what didn't happen, and get clarity on who the players and movers and all those other things were as things came to fruition yesterday. Um, things have not gotten any better for the president Things are looking much, much nastier for him, given everything that's happened. Yesterday, it was one victim, a woman that was shot by Capitol Police and died, and four injured. Now we have to add that there are four that have died. I think five now, because in uh, actually, not, too not too long ago, a couple of minutes not too long ago, Capitol Police, it was announced that a Capitol Police officer died this officer was actually attacked in the capitol building and struck on the head with a fire extinguisher and they unfortunately ultimately had to take him off life support um because our homie uh crush wasn't with us last night during our conversation i'm gonna let him start off what were your thoughts about everything that transpired yesterday man 
Well, I mean, I can't say that, you know, I'm entirely surprised or shocked at, you know, what went down. Um, you know, there were, you know, uh, the seeds were planted and um, it was, uh, you know, flames were fanned consistently. And uh, you know, the players actually even made themselves known before this day. Um, and you know, to see uh, the, the, the brazenness, see the, this uh, almost psychotic sense of entitlement take over, you know, this mass of people. Um, it was, uh, was, uh, it was astonishing. You know what I'm saying? It was astonishing in that sense to, 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 to actually witness, you know, a mob mentality like that unfold based around, you know, pure fantasy. It's, it was, it was amazing. Just this, how, how, how deep stupidity can go. Mm. Like it, it can get into your soul and, and just rot it to the core. Your, your, your whole moral compass out the window. Your whole sense of any social decorum out the window. I just, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine getting to that state over, a, over a man, over, over some. I, I can't. I, it, it's inconceivable. And yet, you know, here we are. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it looked like just a psychotic tantrum. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was it was, it was sick. Sorry for the loss of life. Um, you know, you know, but I really—it's hard to have any sympathy for the people who went there. Um, but for that Capitol police officer, um, you know, I, my condolences to his family. It's very unfortunate. Um, but uh, it's, it's just inconceivable that in my lifetime I would see somebody, um, see one man hold such sway over people. Yeah. Through, through, through. Through, through pure fabrication, it was, you know. But it, but he wasn't alone. That's that's, that's clear. He was enabled. Um, but what I saw yesterday was white power. You know, yeah, no bullshit. I saw I, I saw I saw white power. Then you know, dancing free like a like a like someone's drunk uncle. You know, it was just it was it was insane. No doubt. Elgin, as the smoke has been clearing up on this whole incident, man, has have your thoughts changed, evolved, gotten worse? What's the deal, man? Uh, my thoughts have only changed from the standpoint of uh, I made comments yesterday stating that I felt like black folks should stay out of this fight. Right. Uh, and right. I still feel that way to a degree. But what I also want to add to that is Black folks have to be mindful of white retribution in the cases of this man. Uh, because again, white folks who are amped up on white supremacy are always going to look for a way to flex their muscle in some form of power, man, some form of fashion. And the number one way that white supremacy rears its ugly head is always through violence. Always. it's Historically, it's always been through violence. So if they can't commit those acts of violence against each other, who is the next likely people that they're going to do it to? They're going to do it to the people that are powerless, folks that really can't fight Us. against them. Yeah. So we have to be incredibly mindful of that. So I, I, I know I made the comments yesterday and I'm not walking it back per se. I'm just adding to it that black folks need to be incredibly cautious in this season, man, of outward displays of white supremacy, because that's what it was yesterday. I think I was, I'm, I'm deeply, uh, disappointed in some instances that another instance of white supremacy showing up that you have people like oh my god i didn't realize it was this bad it was this bad oh right god. and then i got you know other people talking this this two america shit there's two americas there's a white america and a black america no the fuck it's not it's always been one america motherfucking black folks have just been living here in some form of capacity so i i just think that what people like us have to make sure that we do is put these discussions in this historical context that we actually 
give a platform and a, a, a sense of direction to folks to say, listen, man, there have been other instances of this, and we can even use situations such as 9-11 when, you know, that, 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 that attack took place here, how white supremacy reared its ugly head and went to foreign countries and bombed the shit out of other folks mm. without any fucking evidence about their involvement in the actual terrorist attacks here. Mm. We, white supremacy does that. And it's really disturbing to me how we have responded to that. I, I still feel like we're powerless. We, we we don't have any power to inflict any real change. We begging other motherfuckers who don't have power to remove Trump from office. I mean, this motherfucker back on Twitter. I believe he's back on Twitter tweeting now. Well, like he back already on some bullshit. Well, you know, they gave him 12 hour suspension. And during that period, he had somebody else as part of his team or whatever. Is Farrakhan back yet? You know, nobody's letting Farrakhan come nowhere back okay, to anywhere. Okay, okay. He kicked I mean, Farrakhan off, but okay. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, but you know. Anyway, so I think what's been getting me is seeing, once again, and we said it in the early aftermath of a yesterday, but what's really been getting me is watching some of the voices that have now come up and start acting like they're part of the solution when we've always known that they were part of the problem. Lindsey Graham last night, part of the problem. Helped to be an instigator towards the president. Helped to lift up this shit. Been, as I said last year, been quafting the president to fight hard. Right, quafting the ball hairs of Donald Trump for how many years? And now all of a sudden he's saying that, well, now we can't go this route. This is not the type of people that we are. This is not the type of behavior that we need to display. Mitch McConnell said the same thing. All these other folks coming out. We have people like Elaine Choi. Elaine Choi is her name the wife of Mitch McConnell, who is the secretary of the Department of Transportation. Yeah, yeah. She stepped down from her position. Good fucking You only words. had 12 days left. You were leaving anyway. Everybody's rolling out. I, I've done that before. I mean, you ain't do shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. How many times I mean, have we been on a job and we were thinking about this shit? It's going to be vacation time now. Yo, right. it's going to be empty halls by the time he did. Uh, but, it, but I'm saying there were a bunch of people today all of a sudden. Elaine Choi and um, Mick Mulvaney were the two highest mm -hmm. in terms yeah. of to say that they were going to step down in protest of what happened yesterday. Mind you, Mick Mulvaney is the same person that said that the, that the COVID epidemic, the COVID was a, what did he call it? He said was a hoax of the Democratic Party to try and dethrone Trump. So you have him stepping down and saying that, hey, he's doing it because what happened was a bridge too far and he can't be in line with the president. But once again, you were quafting the ball hairs. You see what I'm saying? So all of these voices that have been raising up all of a sudden just sounds like games and hypo being hypocrites or just trying to take advantage of the situation at this point because they don't want the stink of what happened yesterday. To That's take all they can do. It's the only card they can play. The because they got, they got money to try and make after this president leaves. Mm -hmm. And they never yeah. expected that it was going to be yeah. this bad. No, one is gonna, no one's going to be left at the end. My no God. Gonna people are acting like this is brand new. Do we remember that during the election that they had Trump people try to run a Biden bus off the road, like damage and throwing mm -hmm. like... This shit was Bruh, happening already. People Trump knew what people that was. Had a, her, a whole murder kidnapping plot for the governor of a damn state. Like, no, I want you to address Carmen's statement. I know. Uh, my name is, my name is <laughs> Elgin. I don't know. I don't know shit about that. You don't know another, you don't know a female Elgin. I, I, I know that shit right I don't, I, I don't know too many guys, guys named Lindsay and the ones I do know, they are troublemakers. I'm going to just put it that way. But yeah, like I said, it just seems like a bunch of hypocrites at this point. And I think that's the part that really enrages me. Now, yeah. Outside of that even being the case, the president, I think someone, honestly, all bullshit aside, man, I think someone medicated him, stuck maybe some Xanax or something in his Big Mac or in his Coke or whatever, because he put out a statement earlier today. Oh, yeah. And now the statement is actually pretty lengthy. It's almost two minutes and some change. But I think it's very important. I'm going to play it now. I think it's very important that we played in its entirety and then we dissect it after we come back. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. 
Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election, and emotions are high. But now, tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on Earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your President has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. So, hearing that, what were your initial thoughts, man? Go ahead, Elgin. Fuck that, dude. Come <laughs> on, man. Uh, clearly, bro, it was in many shape or form, I, like Valerie stated, it sounded like a call to action. There was a lot of, you know, platitudes and gratitude and shouts out to his supporters and highlighting them supporters and all the good work. But then it was all this other fluffy type of stuff. And I'm never going to give him credit in any shape or capacity because I think he's a piece of shit. So I'm not even going to say anything positive about it. I just think, you know, a broke clock is right. Twice know, a day, right? I see day. I see sometimes you. shit floats, sometimes it's, you know, flushes. I don't know. It's, it's, it's so worthless. before I get before I get Crush's thoughts, man, I mean, I think it's interesting because I got into a conversation. I won't say a debate, but a conversation with uh, another homie when this statement was released earlier today. And someone said and he said that he believes that the president, it seemed like the president finally realized that he went a bridge too far with inciting these folks into rioting and all that other nonsense and i said can we talk about your weird ass friends you got bro because you got a, a whole staple of weird ass friends i mean i never heard you have <laughs> but you, but you know what's friends funny? who you know have weird sexual relationships with white yes, women you got a bunch of look, you know it's strange man Hold up, 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 hold up. I, I, I find it very interesting that what you two, you? my friends, are talking hold about terror in my role at the X. So I guess you can take, you can take, you take my call right out of here. You know what I'm saying? I'm informed intelligent. I, I, I don't, I'm not like those other guys. I'm not like those guys. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. I got that, I got that, I got that cockle door binary lifestyle thing going on. You know what I'm saying? 
no. So basically what I thought was very interesting, like I said, he said that he believes that he finally realized it was too far. And I said, no, I think that he was medicated. And the reason why I say I think he was medicated, and I'm not, I'm not being facetious when I say this. The reason why I think he was medicated is because reports have shown that yesterday when all of this was happening, even though we already talked about the, the mayor yesterday had requested the National Guard the day before, and how he sat on it and said, no, DOD should not allow the National Guard to come out. They said it took six people, including his daughter, to come in and beg him to finally allow the National Guard to be released into D.C. And ultimately, he didn't even do it. Mm. Mike Pence is the one that gave the go-ahead. So all of that nonsense he was saying in the video was like, okay, like um, I think Rhea said, it's like it was all teleprompter shit. All teleprompter shit. Somebody wrote it for him, and that's the end of the story. You know what I mean? A formality. Essentially, it was a formality. It was a big formality, my guy. Um, let's let's take a step back and let's really look at what caused all of this. What happened yesterday? All of this was caused yesterday, honestly, because black people took control of themselves and voted in this election. Because we took Georgia, because we took over Pennsylvania, because we did all of these things. Because Stacey Abrams took it upon, put put the put Georgia on her back and pulled that away from the Republicans for the first time in 30 years. So, so you're what took place yesterday was a response to was a response to people taking really? I think so, because let's be honest with you, what have you been hearing this entire time? It hasn't been anything other than the election was stolen. Stolen by who? Because it wasn't white people that helped to, st to steal this election. Because we already know that there were so many white people that have voted for Trump, even though they despise his behavior. Even though they wouldn't allow that dude at, his dinner ta at their dinner tables, he was good enough for their wallets or whatever the case was, and that's why they voted for him. So who was the one that stole this election from him? I don't listen. I don't. I'm just saying that's that's my perspective. Sure. You don't think the black people helped to do this, man? Or am I am I tripping? You think I'm tripping? I don't, I don't like think. Yeah, I, I do think you're tripping. I don't think black folks. I don't think what took place yesterday was a response to black people. I don't think <laughs> they would they came and stormed the Capitol as response to black people rising up and voting in Georgia. I don't think it was that. I think it had more to do again with a white supremacist rallying his <laughs> his people around their cause. I think this would have taken place regardless of if Warnock would not have won or not. Them white cats were still going to be out in the street doing the same shit regardless. It, it had more that, but if they didn't, if he won, it would be a different story too, right? Maybe. Especially if they won I, Georgia, for God's sakes. Come on, my guy. But I, again, I... I'm not one who puts that much of an emphasis on us winning Georgia because I don't think it holds as much weight as we want it to hold. Why do you say desire that? And because again, it's not the first time that we've been in this position where we've had a Democratic run and led Senate. I mean, we act as if it's a guarantee that us having a Democratic led run Senate means guaranteed improvement and betterment for black lives. And I wish I those are two separate arguments, my guy. Betterment for black okay. lives is one thing. Taking advantage of mobilization and getting out the vote and messaging, I think that's a separate thing which helped to win the election. But but winning the election means that change should take place based off of someone black and progressive getting in office. That means black lives should improve, right? That's what we want. That's why we elect people. And so, and I'm saying that's what we want. That's why I believe that we have such a affinity for what took place in Georgia because we desire and want change to take place. But I don't think the white cats went out in the street and destroyed the capital of America because black folks won Georgia. Okay. Crush, what are your thoughts, man? No, they, you know, they were definitely inspired directly by, uh, Trump and uh, several of his, uh, his circle. Um, you know, there's not much more to say. I think one of the most interesting parts about this whole situation, at least that's getting me, is that there's been a loud clamor. Nancy Pelosi earlier today 
said that she's calling for them to enact the 25th Amendment. Essentially, the 25th Amendment means to take away president power from the president and ultimately give it to the vice president or whomever is down in the line of secession because the president cannot feasibly do or handle his duties. Right. Now, part of the problem with that is that they're, they're wondering how that can work because the 25th Amendment initially, as it was created, was supposed to be applied to when the president is incapable, physically incapable of doing his duties, meaning he is in the hospital, in a coma, whatever right. the case is, and he can't fulfill his duties as the president. Not because he just seems like a nutty buddy today and y'all not happy about it. I don't know how that's going to work. Not to mention there's 13 days. How long did it take for them to go through the process of impeachment and all that other stuff beforehand? We don't have enough time. We have to reprocess, We don't have enough time for this process. We don't have enough time for that process. Not only that, but what's the point at this point in time? It's 13 days. It's a demonstration of how powerless these motherfuckers actually is to actually do anything to hold folks accountable. We got 13 days. Are you trying to enact this? And even we're saying 13 days. It's not as if they would file this and then all of a sudden it's in motion and it's happening. It's going to be a number of days for that to actually take place for it to jump off and pop off. It's pointless yeah. at this point in time. It's just making these people feel good and look good and they just doing some old pandering shit. I like what Carmen is saying, but Carmen, I know she's all Carmen is always about that smoke. Carmen wants to talk about how these, how he drove black men to vote for Trump or whatever, but Trump increased his numbers all across the board this past election. Black, black men women, and black women. Went up. Black the men distinction between the number up. of black women and Gays, black men. numbers went up. Latinos' numbers went up. So I, Carmen, it's facts. Black men went over there and they, more black men than last time went over and voted for Trump. But more people in general went over to vote for Trump, yeah. which still is daunting to me, but that's a and fuck them too. All yeah, the people who did vote for that. I'm, I'm glad. I'm White, glad. Black, that blue, green, whatever gender. I'm fuck glad. That, I'm glad that Elgin could put the stamp on it the way he did it. Fuck those people too. Now, what do we expect to happen? I think we can close it out on that. What do we expect to happen now that we've witnessed what we've witnessed? We know that people are trying to implement the 25th Amendment. We know that they're trying to impeach him. What do you What do you think will happen given what we've heard so far? I think people are going to try to do those things. I think they're going to try to push for that. I think the rhetoric of the enacting the 25th Amendment is going to be, you know, more and more in the news. I think they're going to push more of that. But again, I don't think that does anything. That's not a form of accountability. That's more of a a a, a some sort of consequence for that. Because if he gets impeached and gets out of office, he gets out of office a a couple days earlier how does that really hold him or any of these other people who were involved in what took place at the capitol accountable tell me you're going to enact the 25th and then you're going to lock him up that and okay so that was part of the i guess part of the argument at this point what they're pushing is not just impeachment but indictment now how likely is the indictment part i'm very very skeptical that any Congress, regardless of how pissed off they are, to be very honest with you, is going to go after him to indict him. Why do I believe that? Because it holds a precedent for the next person behind him. So it's like, okay, well, if you can do this to that party, you can do it to my party, and I don't want that shit happening to my party. That's usually how they protect themselves and watch over each other, because it's like, okay, well, you know that the weapon can be turned against you at any time. So one of the things that I thought was interesting also is... We have all of these countries that have been coming out. I have a friend of mine. Like we all have our circles of people to do these, have these interesting jobs. And one of our friends has a job where she goes to these different third world countries and she helps them and talks to them, their governments, to try and help them to build democracies, show them how to write a, a constitution, all these other things. So how do you think these third world countries are looking at us now when you got motherfuckers storming into the Capitol building because an election lost? How are you going to tell El Salvador that they can't do that shit? How are you going to I mean, tell them that they can't do that shit? I mean, I mean, I mean some of these, I got people in my family that fled countries that do that same shit <laughs> in their parliaments and shit. You know what House of Lords, cats scrapping with swords and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday, Elgin, I, 
nine plus coups and civil uprisings in my country That's since man, 1960. I'm cool on that shit. I'm cool. The big part about that though is that America is very similar to the banks back in 08, right? Like when they bailed out the banks. At this point, internationally, America is too big to fail. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Because if America were to fall apart now because of the way it has hands in so many different things, it would destabilize the globe. Let's keep it all the way funky. America has its hands in so many different pies. No dynasty lasts forever, man. That's true, but I mean, no I don't think lasts forever. let's let's keep it let's keep it one hundred. We're talking about a dynasty in comparison to the Roman uh, Roman period, maybe Great Britain and all that other stuff. the The way the world works has never been as global as it is now. No country lives onto itself anymore. There's Something no has business. to happen. It has you to see? happen. I'm not saying it has to fall. I don't. I'm not saying that because I don't want you know. The feds to come kicking in my door. <laughs> you but, know they listening, my yeah, guy. You know they listening. Google listening so, to you. Alexa listening has to you. Something has to give, man. And I think, I know I, I continue to harp on the race component of this because I think that's a a fair indication of what we saw yesterday. Uh, but to forcibly enter into a place that you're not welcome to it's a crime. Trespassing is called one of one of those it's, things. It's, it's a crime, and doing it in a federal building is a, it's a crime. crime. Yes, it, it, and it's a twenty-year crime if someone gets mm-hmm. injured or killed in the process of you entering that federal building against rules. So yeah. there's I been some that. states, though. I think Northern Ohio and the uh, District Attorney of Northern Ohio and the district attorney of some part of Western Virginia said, if you left our jurisdiction to go to this protest and were involved in it, you are going to be prosecuted once we get the evidence to the fullest extent of the law. And what people are saying right now is that there's going to be twofold. The feds are going to come after you and hit you over the head. Who's going to get you first? Because it happened in D.C. So the district attorney of the of D.C. and then the federal government is going to get you. And then whatever jurisdiction you live in is going to come after that head top, too. So I'm hoping that like the young yeah. man that they oh, called on camera that was wearing his work ID as he stormed oh, oh, over people, the building. Losing jobs. losing jobs left and right. People are so right, yeah. Yeah. People getting sued, too. People getting sued also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, okay. People getting kicked out of homes. Sure. Listen, 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 listen. I think that, well, we didn't ever answer the question. I want to know what you, so we can wrap this up and put a bow on this. Oh, man. What do you think we can expect within the next 13 days? Why do I ask that? And you can go ahead and answer after this. People think that it's going to get worse before he leaves, that he's oh, yeah. planning something else before he finally leaves. What do you guys think? I don't think he has to plan anything. I think anytime that you instill this type of rhetoric and type of mentality into a group of people, so at some point in time, the leader actually loses control of the group and the ideology and the mentality and the perspective begins to lead the way. So even if this motherfucker gets on the news and says, hey, don't do anything, you've already created a monster. You already created a Frankenstein who is now running rampant and who have their own protector. I believe these motherfuckers are going to do more and possibly much worse in these next coming days. What do you think, Crush? Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, the one thing that struck me and my wife when we saw the footage um, of, of the crowds was that there were far more Trump flags than American flags. And so it's clear what they're believing in, even more so than the Constitution or democracy. They're not believing in democracy. They're not believing, they're not even believing in whatever God they, they chose to believe in. Believing in that man and everything and he says, and we didn't even touch on that. So let's not. Bro, all, all, the hosts, the all the hosts of evangelical Christians that came out this this past day, man, and we're storming the damn DC. Anyway, those are Elgin's cousins, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I want to say yeah. thank you to all of our folks in the comment section. We got some of the most informed folks 
on all of the interwebs, even, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. even with our homie Carmen, as she always wants to bring smoke to us every single time she shows up. Go all the smoke. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want none of that smoke. But cornucopia of smoke. Yeah, cornucopia. With that being said, Elgin, why don't you take it off from here, man? Man, uh, back on August twenty third, uh, Jacob Blake was um, shot in the back. There was protests. He was shot in front of his children. Uh, was captured on video, like most of these. Uh, acts of white violence are taking place. Uh, he's currently paralyzed. He doesn't have any feeling down uh, his legs. Uh, but just a couple of days ago, the district attorney in Kenosha, Wisconsin, decided not to file criminal charges against the police officers in the shooting of Jacob Blake. Again, this is a another display another example of America flexing its muscle and showing how they can terrorize murder us shoot us paralyze us in whatever capacity they choose to whether it be shooting us in the middle of the night while we're sleeping whether it be carrying a bag of skittles and drinking an iced tea whether it be selling lucy's on the corner whether it be any of those things and absolutely get the fuck away with it and the 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 sad part about this is it's actually flying under the radar a little bit because of what we've seen in Mayo Fest 2021 yesterday. Uh, it hasn't gotten the attention that I feel if that wasn't taking place that would have gotten. But again, I don't, I think we're in such a almost hopeless position when it comes to these things and I, I'm, I'm going to keep my more radical aspect of my thoughts to myself because <laughs> but there has to be a change in approach and methodology in black responses to these types of things i'll say that okay i mean before we let crush jump in i want you to expound on that a bit what do you mean when you say a different approach because I'll, I'll well, let you talk to yourself. Oh, okay. Well, uh, in many cases, I believe, for one, there should be more community policing in our own our own communities. I think we have to do more of a better job of policing and protecting ourselves and our communities. Uh, Does that mean having more black police officers in our neighborhoods? Or absolutely. Us just taking our own? No. Okay. And okay. no, not whatsoever, because it data has proven and shown over the years that having more police officers or more white police officers living in black communities does absolutely nothing to affect the relationships between police officers or the crime rate in those particular areas. We have to do something different and have to begin to have a different level and method of displaying our outrage and our grief and our anger. These motherfuckers yesterday were upset because somebody legitimately lost an election and ran up in the Capitol. I'm not advising us to do those sorts of things because we know if it would have been us, it would have been slow singing and flower bringing. Yes, sir. But what I'm saying is we have to get a better set of rules for how we address these particular things in our community. Because again, I've stated on this show before, this will not be the last time that we have a Brianna, an Aubrey, a Jacob, a Tamir. It won't be the last time, but we continue to respond in the same fucking manner. We call Benjamin Crump. We call out. We do all this type of stuff. And, and, things. and, and I just think that we got to do something different. We got to do something different. And I don't disagree with Carmen saying that officers should be required to live in the community police. I think there's some validity to that. Uh, I think there's 
something to it, but that's not the solution to us being in the position that we find ourselves. It can be helpful. Crush, go ahead, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, beyond exhausting to hear about yet again. And I'm in complete agreement with Elgin. You know, that something like that did cross my mind. Um, and, you know, as I, you know, reviewed um, you know, different articles about it, I felt myself kind of running into circles um, with what the response was like. And I thought we were in a different place. But um, with, with this, um, but we definitely need, uh, you know, an approach uh, from a community level, from a legal level, um, that is, you know, ironclad and unshakable, you know, reliable and adaptable and, and uh, changeable, you know, for our, for our circumstances. Um, to rely on the same, to rely on what is now, is considered archaic methods of dealing with our pain um, is only, a, you know, is, is almost, a, you know, it's, it's almost par for course, you know, for the system now. You know, they, we, we do it so much, it doesn't matter. We do the same thing so much that, that they expect it. And so, they, so it, it doesn't matter. And even the media is now expecting it. So it matters less, I think. It's unfortunate, but we definitely have to switch our tactics with a completely different plan. I think, I think it's interesting because uh, it seems like the methodology of how they release this type of information has also changed. If you've noticed, it happened with Breonna Taylor. I think it happened, no, it happened with Breonna Taylor specifically. And then it's happened again now with Jacob Blake, that before they make these announcements, especially if they know that it's going to go contrary to public opinion, they already call out police and National Guard and issue a curfew beforehand because they know. So, and you know, most times that information is released before the actual announcement is made. So you already knew off jump, even if you didn't have that inclination before, once that information was released, you know that it's already kind of, it's like, all right, we're going to get that bullshit. Now, they say they have over 40 hours of tape. The district attorney said there's over 40 hours of tape that he looked at. And they have over 15 witnesses that said that Blake pulled a knife on the officer. I don't know about you guys, man, but I, I that that 30 seconds that we saw, and I think the minutes, I think 30 seconds has been probably been the, the more popular video that's been circulating, but it's yeah. like five or so minutes and it's in, in, in some of the other videos. Yeah, yeah. I don't see anything from the video. I'm not a district attorney. I don't play one on TV. I don't play one on the podcast, but there's nothing from that video that told me that a man going away from someone deserved to be shot in the back. That's that's just me. Not to mention, after we had we had this conversation also during the Breonna Taylor case or the initial parts of it. Sure. How they found that one witness uh, well, to say that, one. hey, yeah, that we were justified to do X, Y, and Z. So how many witnesses did they find cajole strong arm to put this into place? But even in, in when they find multiple witnesses, they decide which witnesses story they're going to use. They're going to use and which is not going to be used in their case. I think the, the thing that really troubles me and it shows how nefarious the other side is. If there's 40 hours of tape, if there's 15 witnesses, if there's all these things that you have used to show that this police officer who we saw shoot Jacob should not be charged, then to help establish better relationships between Black folks and law enforcement to repair or somehow reconcile that relationship, show the motherfucking 40, 40, uh, 40 hours. Yeah, all the edge, all the different angles and everything that Get you talked about. You have to begin, if, if you... In order to foster better, you have to show all the cards because we have 400 years of data to back up us not trusting y'all motherfuckers. So in order to build that trust, yo, be, be open and honest with us. 
But you can't because then if you be open and honest with us, you show the flaws and the cracks and how tainted and leaning the system is towards they don't want justice. Justice, and again, I don't even in these situations, I don't know what justice looks like for Jacob. I don't know what justice looks like for black folks when they find themselves in this particular situation. I don't know. I don't know. The the, the price is just too high for them to deal with true justice. The price is too high for them. True. It's too high. I and guess, that, what? guess what? I, I, I guarantee you, whatever that price is, we've been paying that every fucking It seems like all of these district attorneys, probably with the exception of uh, Mosby in Baltimore, because she... They damn near tried to ruin her life after she tried to prosecute these those police officers. Yep. But it seems like for the most part, these district attorneys start from the premise of protecting the police officers and then working backwards from there. So it's not when we hear them trying to actually find justice, whatever justice may look like, the perception, and I'm being very generous when I say the perception, sure. is that they they want to protect their officers because of that incestuous relationship that the DA office and the police have, and then work backwards from there to say, okay, what ways can I make sure that this dude doesn't go up the river? And we're not talking about a case like that happened in Missouri where that one dude had raped like 40 black women that he had arrested. We're talking about someone where there is some level of gray in there, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know how you can bring together a community or try and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Try and resolve the issues within a community when, yeah, when you're, never, you're, you're, never fully, you're never fully transparent with that. Never. Ever. Never. So and, if you, you show me. And you, you expect trust? You expect it? Don't you, don't, don't you dare expect it. <laughs> don't dare. Don't even dare. I don't ever want for us to underestimate the power of us seeing black bodies being killed repeatedly. I want people to begin to examine and pay attention to the effectiveness of such propaganda, the way that it makes people feel. It is a paralyzing type of thing to repeatedly see people who look just like you being killed, raped, and murdered, and no justice get done. So it's no wonder that most of us have a docile type of perspective, and that's not a slant or a knock towards any of us. I understand the trauma that is produced by these things, but it makes complete sense that we tend to bristle at the thought of an eye for an eye or protecting ourselves or self-defense. Whenever violence is, is brought up about us defending ourselves, oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Law and order. Like, I, I, I can dig it. I can dig it because you don't want to... We've been taught that you don't want to be that angry black man, that angry black woman. You don't want to be... I, I know you don't subscribe to that. And yeah, I think I of the three of us, I don't think we really subscribe to that narrative. But there is that unfortunate push because far too often when we see incidences like this happen you have police officers go into communities with ice cream and then you're told why don't we come together kumbaya shake hands hold and hug and then when some, there's someone that happens to stand out against that whole narrative they're like no 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 we have to we have to unite right now that's what we need to do we need unity in this country we don't need to be separated mind you this country has been separated for over 400 years in some capa in one capacity or the other. So. Hands and feet and clips is what the, the, is on the menu. Hands, feet, and clips is what, <laughs> what I got for every... No, no doubt, no doubt. Crush, why don't you help us close out the night, man? What's your topic, man? Uh, well, I came across an interesting uh, piece of news in the entertainment world. Um, our homegirl, uh, Danny Guerrero, will bring the story of Shirley Chisholm to life in a movie about the late legend's 1972 run for president. According to reports in the Entertainment Weekly and Global Grind, uh, the fighting Shirley Chisholm isn't going to be a biopic, but a snapshot of Chisholm's political career. Hmm. Boogie, what do you think about Chisholm coming to the big screen? 
Like I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of torn I on how I feel about that. I mean, I, I'm I'm curious. I hate it. But, just purely, man, listen, I hate it purely from the standpoint is that I never feel like our black heroes. Get I'm sorry, Congress, right? Get that that next two thousand dollar check that we go get. Get that money and go buy that concealer carry, my guy. Load up on ammo. limited out that joint. Uh, <laughs> but I hate ahead. it because we never get an accurate, fair black portrayal of our black leaders. Now, and hopefully, this will be the case because listen. Shirley Chisholm was a phenomenally powerful black woman who faced tremendous ad adversity unbelievable from many within the black misleadership yes, class indeed. who refused mm -hmm. to support her but would turn around and support can we, can we can we say a lot of that came from the black church but we're not going to talk about that tonight no it, it did okay. Okay. the black misleadership class okay okay blackballed Sister Chisholm and did not allow who was immensely instrumental in change in so many ways. And I hope they do her story justice. I just don't have to. I'm just I'm I'm torn because the story of Shirley Chisholm is one that needs to be told and told again and told again and told again. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I'm torn, is because when most times when they do a story like this for for TV, for movies, whatever. It never does the person they're just due. And I know it's not fair because there's only but so much that you can get put of someone's life in two hours. Shirley, Shirley Chisholm's however many years of her dedicated service compared to two hours that you got to sit there and watch what happened. But it always seems like they miss the mark with some of these biopics. I know. I think we I have to do a better are. job of expectation too. And I just say it from, remember we, we live in a... And, and, and I'm saying we live in a capitalistic society. So part of these people putting this stuff out, yeah, it's going to highlight and show us a, a part of our heroes. But ultimately, these folks want to make they want to make money. money. Yeah. So here we go. We see our girl Carmen once again. You know she's about all the smoke. She's <laughs> she's saying that she wants if Viola Davis ain't well, playing, but she don't want to see it. That's ironic, that's Carmen. Because not Viola Viola was player. Player. That's not that's not good enough for you, Carmen. Viola Viola was a player, actually, at one point back in uh, sure. 2018. Back in 2018, yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, she had to step off. But um, man, and the, and the, it's being directed by Sharon Davis, uh, who uh, directed Ozark for uh, Netflix. Is she a sister? I don't know who that is. I'm not familiar. Okay. I'm not I don't think it's a black woman who did Ozark. I would and I'm not that I'm not sure if, a, if, it's a, if it's a black man that did the script. His name is Adam County. Okay, we'll need to investigate that a little bit more and find out who I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it and, and you know I'll hope for the best. I mean I've been disappointed a number of times as well. You know what I'm saying? So but I'm I'm thinking that you know the industry uh, is showing some cracks in, in the independent on the independent independent side, and maybe a few decent writers are coming through. I mean, I know a couple of those decent writers have been trying to break through for years and put some real heart into our stories. So yeah, maybe you know, maybe I don't know who these guys are, but maybe there's someone in the mix, a producer so. that is that's putting some righteousness into the shit and, and some real some real shit in that, like uh, you know, the Black Turk. Uh, yeah, some real shit. You know what I'm saying? That so hope we can only hope. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, I had an opportunity a couple of sometime the beginning of last. No, I'm sorry, in November, uh, to sit with our brothers on uh, We Come from Bad News podcast. Shout out to Inyaze and Al. Had an opportunity to actually sit down and talk to Keith Knight, who is the creator mm -hmm. and writer for the Hulu TV show called Woke, right? Yeah. And he was talking about not just his process, <laughs> but also talking. We're going to talk about woke or we're not going to talk about woke. Listen, when I'm I'm a, I'm a hit up Keith and I'm going to have him on the show Please. so we can really talk about the show for real. Because it's, it's bananas. But I had an opportunity to sit down and talk to him, ask him some questions and so on. And you could check that episode out with our homeboys over at We Come From Bad News, their, their podcast. But he was talking about how there seems to be this growth 
of black talent now finally starting to emerge and having an opportunity to work with these different people. And it was good to hear and see that because he's been trying to get his foot, according to him, off the ground for a very long time and going through the process of going to these boardrooms and seeing nothing but white yeah. faces and being we want James. I won't go yeah. to you, bro. I won't yeah, get no spoilers, bro. <laughs> no, no spoilers, yeah. no spoilers. No spoilers, James. It would just make people not want to watch the show. So I, I, I mean, I'm to come back. I'm not going to just shut yeah. his whole season down. He wants people to go to the Hulu and watch the show. He's getting the uh, I'm happy for him because he already got greenlit for a second season. So let's go ahead and get that back. I appreciate the growth in writers, but I also want the growth in studios. I want the I want the growth in publishing houses. Okay, I want I want publishing houses. I want licensing houses. Okay, it, it, it's cool to, to push the pen because I know what it is to be a creative. But I have been praying that, for the business for the, for the for the right business cat who's not trying to rap too to, to to get this shit right. You know what I mean? So I do hope there's some growth in that area as well. No so, doubt, it, it, it will be a sign of the sign of the right direction. But you know, it's always it's always a coin toss because they got to make the paper. That's what I put that, you know, I mean, no, no disrespect to Mr. Weber, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I can see certain reasons why. This is why I love doing this show and doing it live. Because we're already certain got, reasons. Got the certain reasons. coming in on the show and putting down these. Say, Wait, okay, we, listen, all man, the folks get... that stormed the building yesterday, stormed the Capitol building where were Antifa plugs and that we need to wake up sheeple. Paid Antifa insiders. <laughs> Bro, we just get we we not giving no folks that type of energy, bro. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just yeah, nah, nah. We don't we don't even get that energy. Let's, let's oh. wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up, my guy. We good, we good. All right, right about now is the time that we'd like to give you little bits of the tidbits of news and wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So, crush, what's up, man? Well, um. I have to send my condolences out uh, to uh, uh, one of the most uh, influential and um, groundbreaking artists in uh, hip hop culture and hip hop history, mm. uh, Mr. Daniel Dumas. Yeah. Or Mr. Oh. Daniel Dumas. Or Daniel Dumas. Uh, I also wish I knew the power. Also known as Zev Love X, and more recently known as MF Doom. I am not. I'm not. I'm not aware of his of his of his Muslim attribute. So I respect you. I wish I did. Uh, I wish I did too, because a lot of the brotherhood has come out, and I would I would love to pay my respects in that manner. Mm -hmm. um, nevertheless, um, you know, Zev Love X, somebody, you know, somebody I was introduced to back in '91. Um, I heard Peace Fuzz in a in a in an auditorium at Hampton in Hampton Auditorium, at Howard University at a hip hop conference, and I was blown away. Years later. This is years later, after the group falls apart and all that tragedy, this guy pops up drunk in an open mic that we were hosting. Murdered it. Rip murdered the shit in front of us. Um, proceeded to do this New York thing, uh, all in our face, all in our face, like you DC niggas, this DC niggas, that. But he was mad cool. So this was before, this was before the mask, right? And so when the mask, so when when I, while Operation Zoom Day dropped, I was so puzzled. But when I got but when I got into it, I saw a kindred spirit. You know what I'm saying? I saw a kindred spirit. You know, a brother that chose to break all rules but still kept this. The, see, the nineties told us to push the shit, to push the envelope. But y'all didn't listen. He did. He took that shit to a whole different dimension. And y'all were along for the ride. So rest in peace to that brother. No doubt. No doubt. L, what's up for tonight, man? Man, I wish I had some good news, some uplifting news. Oh, actually, I don't. Uh, you, were you were terrible, mother. I, listen, man, I, I just want people to be paying attention, man. I just that, find it so listen. hard to have you on the show sometimes because you get it. Y'all need therapy. Y'all need therapy. I'll mediate. I'll mediate. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's probably my problem. Go ahead, man. But the NFL is at it again, man. Uh, the past week or so, we've seen a number of head coaches be fired from their jobs, man. And all of a sudden, here we come. 
the Rooney Rule and one man out there who should get a job. He should have the pick. Eric Anemone, yeah. He should have the pick of his job. And if uh, Eric, brother, if you're listening, go to Jacksonville. They're going to have the first overall pick. Trevor Lawrence is going to be right there. Take that man, and you have a franchise quarterback to get your career started properly. But they already on that bullshit, man. It's just keep, yeah. keep an eye on it, man, and and send some prayers and some positive vibes for Eric, man, that he finally gets the job that he – Not just that he gets the job, but that he gets to a place where he actually is going to be yeah, given a chance bro. to do something. Because I, I'm a Jets fan, and I would love to have him be the head coach, but I wouldn't even want to put him through that type of bullshit, my guy. Like, no joke. There too. Yeah. What's up for me tonight, man, is that yesterday amongst all of the foolishness oh, – Here we go. Can I? <laughs> your, your, your lead came in the mail. You got your. No, my 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 my, my new glow in the dark bonnet came yesterday, so I'm very excited. Anyway, so yesterday, God. amongst all of the foolishness, right? Congress reconvened again at 8 p.m. to try and finally yep. certify the electoral votes and so on. At 2 p.m., as they were going through this process, apparently Andy Harris, a Republican from Maryland. He must be from Southern Maryland. Where Anyway, so a Republican from Maryland tried to fight a Democratic con- congressman from Texas, Mr. Colin Elred. Colin is actually a former NFL linebacker. He's a big boy. So fight? why this dude thought that he would try to push up on Colin, maybe Colin comes across as a little soft when he's at work, I don't know. But why he thought he could just push up on him like that kind of blows my mind. The biggest part about that that kind of blew me is the fact that Nancy Pelosi apparently had to come and step in and break the fight up to try and make sure they didn't come to blows. So Nancy Pelosi came and did like Judge Mills Lane between uh, Mike Tyson and Holyfield and was like, now nah, we can't we can't have this go on and out. We, already had, we already had foolishness today already. <laughs> I did not see that. True story. It's, it's, it's footage out there. It's, I did not it's, see it's, that too. It's, it's oh my God. I can't see that And everybody loses their goddamn mind. All right. I want to thank you guys for joining. Actually, before I do that, I apologize. My bad, guys. Please, you guys, crush. Tell the good folks where they can find you if they'd like to find you, man. Yeah, please check me out on Instagram, SP Methods, aka Bridge, or the Orange Crush with a K. Uh, my wife and I are coming back with our podcast soon. No doubt, no doubt. Elgin. Boogie, it's tell on, these good folks how they can find It's on the screen, man. man. It's on the screen at Elgin Bailey. Why do you always oh, just talk? Because you screen. know that this is an audio podcast. People can't can't see that. You know that, right? They should watch. This is why people keep jumping away from this because they don't like you, man. What's going man, on? Shout out to all our first and last time listeners. <laughs> shout out to all the first list time listeners and last time listeners. On Twitter, man. At Elgin Bailey. Sorry. No doubt, no doubt. And I'm big, oh, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys once again, all the folks that came into the comment section, all you guys that are watching, and ultimately all you guys that are listening as well. I want to thank you for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here kicking it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure that you follow us across all social media at In the Black PDCST, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And as always, informed, intelligent in the black. In the black. Peace. Peace. This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like that word. what up? I read a listen. In the black podcast, think your lad is all facts. He don't like that, the fault fact. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't raw, then you're informed. Intelligent elements always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said they my cheat, who no do it so effortless. I listen them, I learn when them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current events, 
everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin, power that's so unsettling. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, that your land is all facts. You don't like that, the fuck back. In the black podcast, they punt up. Who knows you watch black up in your chat? Me can't flop. In the black podcast, that your land is all facts. You don't like that, the fuck back. In the black podcast, we all lost. The whole of them can't, none of them can't trust. Yeah, just like that this is